which is why I never know how to fucking start this podcast. Women can't, women can't, women can't, women can't parlay. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Women Can't Parlay. Hold that for fake energy. Perfect. Perfection. Well, I'm Rainy. I'm Jess. Well, how do you like that? I love it. I love it. We're started. Par ladies, how's it going? This is Women Can't Parlay, obviously. How was your week? I actually, I saw, saw you like two days ago, so that doesn't, yeah. I don't even... Yeah. Have I've seen you since the week? <laughs> we have, I know, which is rare, but tr- but true. Yes, rare and true. Um, nothing to report. You guys don't give a shit. But both of our jobs are super demanding right now, so our energy levels are less than par. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. But uh, we're gonna fake it till we make it because yes. we all know you're coming here to listen and giving us your time. So we're gonna give you something to listen to. Yes, there's a lot of shit to talk about this last week in especially the football world, but a couple other sprinklings as well. Yes, yes, I agree. And we might as well not waste any time. I think one of the sprinklings we have to start with is Bob Saga is dead. Oh, I can't. And I'm just so disappointed in 2022 so far. Yeah, what the actual fuck? I feel like the last, what, two to three years, you know, coming off of COVID, you know, we were all like, you know, 2021 is going to be better because like 2019 wasn't great, but then in, in arrear, it was like way better than 2020, but nobody knew what was coming. Right. And then it was like, okay, 2021 is our year. Fuck. No, that didn't happen. So to me, I was really like 2022 has to be it. It's like 2022 or bust. And then John Madden, Betty White, Bob Saget, my identity, like right off the bat, like what the fuck? Yeah. No, it's something that I just, I mean, I literally haven't wrapped my brain around so many of the things yet. Yeah, I agree. It's depressing. It is depressing and it's, it's making me very disheartened, but I'm going to push through. I'm going to try to keep being positive and just hoping for the best. So yeah, um, I'm going to, I'm going to stop looking forward to the next year and just deal with whatever we're dealing yes. with. Live in the now, live in the, live now. In the now. That's because yeah. that's all we have sometimes. So yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. Got to do that. But RIP Bob Saget was a large, obviously large. growing up in the, in the era that we did very, very large figure of TV prominent. that was yeah. prominent in our lives. Yeah. Pour um, one out. Omi. Yeah, we've said it a million times on here, but we actually now, I think I should have checked beforehand, but we're within 100 downloads of 10K. So come on, guys. So close. And we really should now get over that hump once this episode is released. Yes. Um, So hopefully we'll be celebrating that next week. But I feel like I always kind of keep an eye on our downloads and we seem to be acquiring some new listeners. Like I kind of keep, you know, every time we drop an episode, it's like, the map of people listening, like for that particular episode, even on day one is just like all over the place. So like, it's kind of cool and awesome to kind of like look at, but I just kind of wanted to like recognize, you know, hi to our new listeners. Hope you like it. And thank you for listening. Welcome. Please reach out. 
interact with us. Don't be shy. We would like love to know who you are, why you listen in. Any feedback is appreciated. And then obviously, like we always kind of plug, like, please, if you could do us a solid and rate us five stars only on Apple and now Spotify, leave us a review. All that good fun stuff would be great and really appreciate everyone listening and getting us to the 10K mark because that is like a really crazy feat. And to get there, you know, after just a little bit over a year is pretty impressive. So thank you. Thank you all. We said we've got a lot to talk about and there's no sense in delaying it. But one of the most important things we have to talk about is Dimers. Uh Yeah, dimers.com. Uh, thanks for that, Jess, because I was just going to say, uh, for lack of better segue, we are presented to you by PointsBet. <laughs> dimers has teamed up with PointsBet for an exclusive offer where any new user who signs up with them and bets $50 will get a free Dimers hoodie. To claim the offer, just head to the link on our page, dimers.com slash parlay, and click the PointsBet link. Once you sign up and deposit $50, you will be able to claim your free Dimers hoodie. That's not all. New users who claim this offer will also be able to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So head to the link now to claim and support us and claim your new Dimers hoodie, y'all. Woo! It's getting <laughs> cold. So, I mean, even here in Texas. Cold. So need those hoodies. Get them yeah. while they're hot. Also, I don't think we mentioned, but apologies in advance if the sound is weird again on this episode. I feel like... Last week ended up being fine, but we're still having some technical issues, microphone issues, and I'm also not in my normal place. I'll say that. (laughs) Mentally. (laughs) Just kidding. Mentally, but also mainly physically, which is more important. (laughs) So for the record, it does sound totally normal though. So I think you're good. I fucking hope so. It's going to, it's like funny how we just are like crap shooting with our sound and we're like, it's going to be a surprise even to us so like cool we're total pros now right so yeah this is like a complete you know it's an it's a well-oiled machine production we have going on behind the scenes at women camp parlay we're basically amazon over here so shit (laughs) um one other like random thing that we have to mention i think before we get into football is dirk's retiring of the jersey you know obviously we're dallas area podcast or Texas, I guess, at least because Rainey's in Houston, but Dallas fans, um, huge fan. I mean, I don't know how, like, I would love to hear or talk to somebody who's like, not a fan of Dirk. Is yeah. there anyone on the planet? I don't know that I've ever seen any type of shit talk about Dirk ever. Yeah. I mean, maybe like in playoffs or something like whatever, people just talking shit to talk shit, but even if you're not a Mavs fan, like how can you not right. just, like be a fan of his? So like, yeah, I don't know. I would love to meet like the two people that don't like him. Actually, punch I hope in the face. Yeah. I'm like, I hope to never meet those people because I can <laughs> tell you they officially suck. Uh, yeah. Um, you, yeah. I would uh, be concerned with what that person's like, you know, pers- is. they yeah. clearly have personality issues if they're not a fan of Dirk. Totally. And that's the thing. I mean, you think about Dirk and like, he's our entire lifetime of basketball up to this point. I mean, it's hard to put a face to the Dallas Mavericks. That's not Mark Cuban, but it has to be Dirk. Yeah. 
He's the most tenured player in all of the NBA to be on one team. Yeah. Um, I said that weird. I don't know if I said that right, but he was, he was a Maverick for 21 years and no one else has been a member of just one team that long. I think Kobe was second at 20 with the Lakers, but even he was drafted somewhere else and then immediately was traded. No, it's a, it's a sad day, but a cool history. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's sad in that obviously he doesn't play anymore, but it's like, it's momentous. It's a momentous occasion. Yeah. Obviously his, his Jersey has to retire. Yeah. And maybe not sad, but like just emotional, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just the memories and everything he's accomplished and Mm -hmm. has done for the community around Dallas, like just awesome person, awesome career. Wish we could have won more with him. Yeah. Yeah. But that one that we got was big and I was, you know, I was at the stadium. They were in, they were in Miami, but it was so cool to like be there. And that was just like, I've that, that seems like it wasn't, you know, 11 years ago, but, um, but yeah, his loyalty too. I mean, he certainly, I'm sure had many opportunities to change and just never could leave Dallas. Like felt a loyalty to Dallas. And I know I remember reading some stuff about when we recruited him and, you know, like Mark and, And a lot of the, the management of the Mavericks going to talk with him and his family, it was a very intimate thing that he always appreciated. And that's why he felt the need to like stay with the Mavericks. So yeah, love it. Very cool story and a a great ending to a great time (laughs) of basketball in Dallas. So Yes, totally. will always. But I will say a lot of hate on the statue coming out. And I mean, it is an odd looking statue. It's I didn't even look at it. It's yet. weird. It has this like it's him. And he's obviously kind of doing his his signature fadeaway shot. Mm-hmm. And it's I think the goal was to show movement of the ball instead of just a ball. So there's like three three uh, balls kind of in motion but it looks like almost like anal beads or something no, like you know no. what i mean it just looks odd yeah um, I like but i think their attempt was to be different and like i said to keep to show like the ball in motion but i just don't think it really did that yeah <laughs> but who am i to judge i don't know i've never made a statue in my life so whatever yeah <laughs> Would be hideous if I ever. But yes, congrats, Dirk. Golf clap. I can't really clap, but yeah, love you. Thank you for all of your dedication yeah. and for bringing a championship to Dallas. Yes, always a big feat. Moving on, I think it will probably be best to start with college. Last night's game was the highly anticipated national championship which was also a rematch of the SEC championship between Alabama and Georgia. Um, Obviously, I think anyone listening knows the results of this game. So Georgia obviously won. Down goes Bama. Thank God. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm here to say there was like a stat out that like 6% of betters went with Georgia. Here to tell you, I was one of those betters. Bitches. Yeah, me too. I definitely went with. Bama, which they actually were 
the favored team, which shocked me once Georgia, I actually right? went to look at Bama. it. You huh? said Bama, but you meant Georgia, right? Oh, did I say Bama? Yeah. Losing my mind. Yes, I bet Georgia. Yes. But Georgia was actually the favored team right. going into it. I was shocked at that um, because it's very hard as a gambler to look at a point spread and see Bama with a plus anything and not take it. Yeah. And you could argue that that was probably dumb and maybe as a gambler, not the best move, but I think just out of spite, I was like, no, I I'm rooting for Georgia. I'm betting for Georgia. Like let's go dogs. Let's do this. Woo. Rainey's killing it. She won her fantasy and she won the college playoff pick them. Yeah. I mean, Good job. thank you. I am very impressive. excited about it. Yeah, no, that's a, that's very impressive. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this game because I think the first and like major takeaway of just the game in general is like, finally we have a fucking playoff game or national championship game. That was a great game. It like, was so good. Yeah. Such a good game. And historically, we've just seen so many blowouts over the past several years that I think that's really lost a lot of not lost fans, but I mean, certainly has disconnected people to like college football a little bit. Um, So I think this is obviously it was a great game to be just in general, but I think it was a great night for college football. I think this season and how it's been so up and down has been good for college football. Alabama losing is good for college football in a way. So like, I just think that is a major takeaway, you know, not even to get into like the, you know, individual semantics of the night. Totally agree. But I will tell you that first half, I'm like, Georgia. Yeah. No, Georgia sucked. The the fact, yeah. The fact that like shooting themselves in the foot, I'm like, every time they did something good, they had a penalty that drove it back. Anytime they did this, they did that. The only thing that was saved them was Alabama was not getting in the end zone. Like yeah. their defense was still playing pretty good to keep Alabama out. So like, or else it would have been a blowout in the first half and they would have had a lot more to come back from, but I'm like, you absolutely. got, this is scaring me a little no, bit. No, absolutely. Yeah. Georgia sucked the first half. I don't, I mean, that game was so much farther away in score than it was on the board. Cause the first half ended nine, six, right? Yeah. It was super close. Yeah. And it was like no touchdowns, even worse scored. It was all field goals. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like to, unfortunately Alabama's detriment, like they were playing very well. And I mean, they were owning that game. They just could not fucking score. They left so many points on the board. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, UGA comes alive in the second half Stetson Bennett turned a corner. I think everyone had really given up on him. They just, we have a moment for, I don't remember his name, but number 19, um, their tight end, who is a true freshman. He's a true freshman and he's a motherfucking beast. He's a true freshman, but he did not play like one. No, he didn't. He played like a true professional. (laughs) Yeah. He is a beast mode. Um, so I'm, I'm interested or excited to like see some of these kids. Cause that's why I love college football. When I fall out of it, it's, I just forget about it. But then once you start watching it again, you're like, mm-hmm. shit, man, that's, this yeah. is great. This is college football. That's insane. Like we all remember right. being in college sort of, and like 
<laughs> was I that athletic? You know what I mean? So it's cool. Oh, yeah. Well, and everything's leveled up now too, with the whole NIL sure. shit and them actually being able to get play, paid and like the whole transfer portal situation, oh, like God. everything's just, so there's drama. so much and yeah. you're completely right. And then you get invested in the players, which somebody's going to get fired because after Georgia wins, if anybody deserves the right thing at this point, it's them. And they got handed Alabama merch. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely some drama. I saw that on TikTok last night and I was like, oh my God, that really happened. Yes. And it was like all over the headlines this morning. Yeah. Um, The person had one job. Yeah. Yeah. I I know. I don't know how that happened, but it was only like a couple of the players, not all of them, I think. Okay. That were running around with Alabama merch, but it certainly was a thing. So that was, Definitely a wild like wardrobe malfunction or whatever you want to call that. For me, that big two-point conversion was very interesting, no matter what side you were on, because there was like, you know, it was kind of like if they get it versus if they don't, like there was still that chance then that Georgia could win, but yeah. not cover the spread. And so it was like, I think that was a big like yeah. part of it. And like it just coming down to the wire, pretty much, you know, like just was great for all involved the spreads were right you know it was it was like it was just a really great national championship and we haven't seen that in a very long time uh another thing i think we're hearing a lot of today with particularly bama fans just screaming about the jameson williams injury mm-hmm. like just talking about how that you know he going out really shifted the game and they would have won with him and blah, blah, blah. And I can understand that. Like it was certainly not of, you don't want to lose him. He obviously was good, but I'm just like, I don't want to hear it. I'm sorry. Like this is football injuries happen. I definitely don't want to hear it from Alabama. Like I just don't. I know. I have no empathy. I, I don't want kids getting For him, hurt. Yes. I have course. empathy. Like, yes, that sucks, but it would have been much harder like to see this happen, you know, even on Georgia's side of the ball, like I would feel a lot worse about it in a way, but like, no, I mean, it's football. Like people get hurt and that happens. So yeah, it yeah. sucks, but like Georgia won, like they won fair and square. Like let's stop already putting asterisks on this win. Yeah, like, for sure. It's over. You lost. Goodbye. Yeah. I agree. And then I did see Nick Saban had some really nice comments to say about um, Bryce Young and um, okay. Now I can't think of his name. He had some really nice comments to say at the press conference at the end of the game that I thought was nice. And I honestly like very heartfelt and, and real. And sometimes I think he can be very robotic. So. Yeah. Well, and I think he kind of catches a bad rap just because he is associated with Alabama and everybody gets so frustrated at them as a whole. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the day, he's a great motherfucking football coach. And yeah. I think he's kind of a decent human being. Like he's for sure grown on me in the last few years. I think he's so good at what he does that people like he's so systematic and he's got a process and it works that I think sometimes you're right. Like it gets lost in translation to the media when he is trying to be a football coach, but he also has to be addressing the media. And I think sometimes he struggles turning it like on and off. Right. Like, and so I think it it doesn't translate well sometimes, but 
that's why I think when he does have these like, you know, somewhat emotional moments on TV or these tender moments on TV, people like are like, oh, he has a heart, you know, but it was just really, he just had really nice things to say. And like the teammates were getting up at the time and he like had him sit back down and was like, I just want to put it out there. Like we would not be where we are without these two. And um, it was just a nice moment. I felt like, and I also have to say, not that I need to say this, but like Alabama, they're going to be fucking great next year. Like, yeah, like that's the unfortunate (laughs) part. Like Nick Saban and all of them are going to come back guns blazing. So we're all going to need to watch the fuck out for Alabama. Yeah, totally agree. I didn't want to forget to tell you that um, for that pick em thing, I got first, but Andy ended up getting second. So oh, just- even better. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, shockingly, I know you had reached out to me and you were like, what do you think? And I was yeah. like, well, I think I really do think Georgia just yeah. because the teams being as good as they are, it's so hard for one team to win two games in one season like that. So I just thought with the loss they had prior with Georgia losing the first round. Yeah. My instinct was that they would not lose a second time. Yeah. Maybe that's that's not a good way to go about it. It was just really in my gut what I felt. Well, and and it's that like Alabama hasn't beat the same team twice in a season since 1990. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, That is a stat. So that was a big thing is like, Alabama has struggled to beat teams twice in a season historically. So that was a thing who knows. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter. Georgia won. And my joke was like to you, like I'm picking Georgia. So you should probably go with Alabama. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which was funny, but I'm like, I definitely needed somebody to um, back up or justify it. Awesome. Um, Did you have anything else on this game? No. Okay. Well, that will wrap up, you know, our college football for, you know, the year, I guess. I'm sure there'll be things that come out and we'll address. And we're always looking for headlines, you know, when it's not football season, it's particularly not, especially after NBA and NHL playoffs, which everything will be back, you know, to the regular scheduled seasons now. So, you know, for now, we'll really just be focusing on the NFL for the next few weeks and then we'll transition into other so college basketball also on the horizon too for us so. yeah March Madness. yeah it's crazy i cannot believe how time flies but i'm oh, freaking like the most cliche thing i say on this podcast like every episode oh one more thing with college i don't know anything about it i really want to deep dive into it a little more but there was a vote for the expanding the playoffs to 12 teams and it failed. Yeah. So that doesn't mean that it still isn't something that like till two years, right? Like exactly. The way I understand it is it it failed for now. It could still come up and then be voted. Yes. For like the next contracts and stuff like that. But I don't know enough about it to really like discuss it other than obviously I know what the 12 team playoff means and it failed. So like, if that is going to happen, it's going to happen later versus sooner right now. Yeah. Um, the current playoff format sounds like it will continue for a little bit longer anyway, which we've gone back and forth about. And I really do like the idea of expanding. And I've 
always kind of been a fan of it and it probably does need to happen. But for the first time this year, I realized in the playoffs or I'm sorry, in the final games of the season, I kind of had a moment where I was like, actually, when you think about it, if you expand the playoffs, these final games just don't mean as much anymore. And it was like, that kind of makes a new argument for me, but. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I haven't fully looked into it to know even how I feel about it. Cause I'm just yeah. a moot point, like whatever they do, I'm still going to like watch it. So. Right. It's in, yeah. it is interesting. We won't break it down too much today. I just wanted to mention that there was a vote. It failed. We'll see kind of what comes of that and talk about it later, possibly if we need to. NFL. Um, we always try to go in some kind of order. Usually it ends up being chronological, but fuck that. There's way too much to talk about. And I don't know that we can even get into all of it with like time wise. So we're going to start with the big stuff. And I think some of those are just going to be so much that I just don't know how much we're going to be able to cover. And then we're just going to work our way down what we get to, we get to what we cut, we cut whatever, but with everything going on this week, the biggest headline of the week was obviously without a doubt Raiders charger situation. And we've got to talk through this whole thing. Like we just have to. Yeah. Agreed. Um, So we're going to start with that unless you have any opposition of that. I do not. So it was funny because we recorded on Monday last week and Tuesday is when I learned about the scenario that everyone had been talking about that was like holy shit this could happen yeah so just to kind of explain the scenario for anyone who may not know i'm sure you all do there was a sort of if this then that scenario that was pointed out early last week that based on the way everything is and i think you know now we're introducing an extra week this year when breaking down playoff scenarios It was addressed that in week 18, if the Jaguars won their game, it would put the Chargers and Raiders game in an interesting scenario where that game ended in a tie. Both of those teams would make the playoffs. They would both get in. And the Steelers would not get in. Right. And and that then, you know, created a scenario for the Steelers because if the tie happened, the Steelers would be out. The Raiders and the Chargers would both be in. Now, it just, there's all different factors, including the fact that this is the Sunday night game, NFL Sunday night game. And then, you know, people are just like, what will they do? Will they go kneel? Will they, you know, play? Because it's not like a one, you know, it's it's either you win or you're out. Like if you lose, you know, you're done. But if yeah. you both tie, you're both in. But Nobody really took it too seriously because in order for us to even get to this scenario, a whole other headline from this week, which we can talk about real quick now, is the Jaguars had to beat the Colts. Yeah, Nobody thought that was going to happen. Now, interestingly enough, the Colts do have a very weird history with the Jaguars in that the Jags are on like a 9-0, and maybe now 10-0 and run of beating them. So although it seemed highly unlikely, there was some history to back it up. So I don't think anyone really took a whole lot of 
interest in that scenario happening because no one thought that the Jags would beat the Colts. However, everyone forgets that Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz winced himself. And he went out there and the Colts ended up losing to the Jaguars. The 2-14 and Jaguars end up beating the Colts, eliminating them from playoffs, which I didn't even know was possible. Yeah. Like, I really thought the Colts were in for some reason. Carson has a QBR rating of 4.4 that game, which... That's like the worst ever. Okay. Uh, well, the a perfect is 100. Yeah. Average is 50. So, yeah. Pretty yeah. fucking bad. Um, and I'm just over here doing my I told you so dance on Carson Wentz. Like, Well, in his defense, though... I get it. He did fucking suck this game, but it takes a whole team to lose to a shitty team. One and two. He didn't wince himself the entire season. Like, yes, it sucked right now. And that's the worst timing ever. And even with all that, he still ended up number 13 in quarterbacks, which isn't great, but he ain't number 32. Oh, terrible. Yeah. So, no, I know. I just have to say it because I just, I this is my it. point with Carson Wentz is that, I get it. I know he's not like the worst quarterback ever, but this is what happens. Like he just making things happen falls apart and you just can't trust him or something. I don't know. I don't know. Which sucks because until that game, he hadn't thrown one interception like on the road. Not one that people caught. But still, well, yeah, an interception. That's the definition of an interception. I know, but I'm just saying like, there's definitely been some questionable fucking shit. Yeah, of course. But I I mean, I do agree with you. And I think that I think Frank in himself thought that maybe because they had already worked together before that maybe this would be a better spot for him. I don't agree with all the like trades and all that bullshit they made for him. Like this motherfucker still has like $81 million in two or three years left on his contract. Yeah. Like 15 million guaranteed. But like, it's insane for what it is. And I mean, we don't have to get too much further into that. Obviously the whole point of talking about this is for the other scenario, but this was a big headline because the Colts really shit the bed here. And I just don't think anyone saw that coming. I really didn't see that coming. And it's just, it's maddening. And it's also just to pour fuel to the fire, whatever I'm trying to say. They're filming, you know, their hard knocks, their hard knocks in the first one ever all this stuff. So like that sucks for the Colts. I hate it for Colts fans. I'm just like, I'm sorry. This is just another reason why I'm just never going to like fully be there with Carson Wentz. And it sounds like the Colts are already like backtracking on him as well. Like they're publicly saying they don't really know if he'll be the starter next year already. I'm like, Jesus Lord, this guy is like, I mean, one more comment and then we got to go, but like he, I feel like is the largest swindler in the world. Like he has so, he has made so much money doing what exactly? Like just up and down. Yeah. Just getting traded and getting into these large contracts somehow. And then teams having to like continue paying him for doing absolutely nothing, but not just absolutely nothing. Don't, you know, whatever, but not do not pulling the weight. Yeah, very I mean, weight that he has on his thing. I mean, kudos to him because he's making bank and I don't know how. Totally. But one thing I do want to say too is like I don't want to take away from the Jaguars because they actually showed the oh, they played game. amazing. 
Yeah. Like if they would have been and playing. They're still the getting the number one pick this year. Again, right. they almost lost point. that. What an incredible high compared to an incredible low. Like the Colts in their in-season hard knocks losing to that and then having to fucking do a whole episode about it and yeah. obviously not making the playoffs. And then you have the Jags who had a terrible losing season, so much drama with their coach and whatnot. And, but they end their season on a win and still get the first round draft pick, like win-win. Totally. I agree. So, so, but anyway, we'll get back to this Raiders Chargers thing because this is just like so crazy. So ultimately, as we just said, the Jaguars end up winning. So this actually now highlights this this scenario that no one really thought was feasible. I mean, I, additionally, like no one thought it was feasible. The Jaguars were or the Colts were minus 1000 going into that game. Like that's how locked that game was supposed to be. Okay. This whole tie scenario is now activated after the noon games happen. So now everyone's like, what the fuck are they going to do? You know, we all know they went out and played um, and they played a full game. Like in my mind, I, I yeah, know. Which I don't know that there's a scenario where they couldn't have because is it, wouldn't that be like collusion or some bullshit? So I would love like to deep dive that. I would no love way. to deep dive that because I do, I know a lot of people were saying that like, they're not allowed to do that in the NFL. They would be heavily fined, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just like, what in my mind, I would just love to explore it. Cause I'm like, what would really have happened? Like if they, went out there and just agreed to tie and knelt every play or whatever, like heavily fined. Yes. But is it worth it to make it to the playoffs? I don't know. Like, well, in my mind, as a, as a washed up college division three athlete, I would poo poo on both of them. If the Cowboys were in that situation and we agreed to fucking tie to get in the playoffs, I say you're a fucking P word. That could be only me, but I just, I've never been taught to end things in a tie on purpose, like for that type of scenario, like Mm -hmm. you go play for the playoffs, you win, you get in, that's how you get in. If you lose, then you don't make it. But I certainly think that's the honorable thing to do. I just think there is an argument to be made where your job is to get the farthest and get to the Super Bowl, and risking injuries and all those kinds of things. It's like, what is so dishonorable about utilizing a loophole to me? I just don't think it's that, you know, I just don't think it's that dishonorable to be like, yeah, there's a fucking loophole because the NFL is fucking stupid and even (laughs) allows ties to begin with. Yeah. Like fuck you, Roger Goodell. Yeah. I think that's where it comes back. That's the problem. The biggest problem is that there's still ties in the national football league. Let's fix that bullshit. I agree. Cause then this would never happen because exactly this wouldn't be a thing. So to me, I'm like, I don't see what's wrong with being like, yeah, we both want to make it to the playoffs. Let's fucking shake hands and let's fucking do this. I don't hate on that opinion. I think it's a great point. I just, for me personally, I don't think I could ever make that my team or even fully do it. I would be like, no, and you're right. And I'm sure like, it would be a bad look for everyone involved if they did. Coaches, organizations, players, absolutely everything you're saying, train beer. So anyway, but regardless, we've got to like break down the actual game because they did end up playing the game. Yes, it was wild. To their full extent, as far as we know it, um, it was 
an amazing fucking game. Probably one of the best games I've watched this season, if not the best game I've watched this season. And really, I mean, it came down to, because I mean, really the um, Charger, fuck, I'm so like, there's Mm -hmm. so many things, but it really came down to some of like the last drives of the game. There was like this huge, huge drive by the Chargers that was like, 19 plays in two minutes or something crazy and and it was like first down second down third down all failed and then they got every fourth down conversion to get down the field to score to go to overtime Mm. and mind you one of those was fucking uh staley going for it on fucking fourth and eight fourth down on their own 18 imagine that he didn't get that like which I admire the aggressiveness and obviously that him doing that at least extended their chances so goes into overtime and then overtime was even great play back and forth it comes down to the final what 30 seconds of the game I would say the Raiders are in a good position to where they're in field goal position, but they're still trying to kind of like run up the field. The game is tied at this point. So now everyone's questioning, what are they going to do? Are they going to go for the field goal? Are they going to run out the clock? What's going to happen? It's chaos. So then Brandon Staley calls what everyone's saying is a controversial timeout with like 38 seconds left. Um, Because at this point, the Raiders almost are giving off the vibe that like, they're just going to run out the clock. Yeah. They're not really like stopping the clock and they're kind of, they're in field goal range, but not great field goal range. And Staley calls a timeout and everyone's wondering why, because obviously I think he called it so he could reset the defense, but I don't know. I think it was dumb. I think it was a very dumb move. And, and, and there's rumors suggesting that the Raiders position at that point was like yeah we're going to run the clock out and end in a tie yeah and then there's you know the footage of the two players at the end of the game talking that supposedly is them saying like yeah we were gonna tie until y'all called that timeout. yeah like were you gonna kneel and they're like oh yeah we were gonna kneel yeah so here's my thing I don't know and I don't know that we'll ever know what the answer is but I don't really care what the Raiders plan was it was so idiotic for Brandon Staley to call that fucking timeout. I think so too, just given everything that was happening in that moment, like there were no signs like granted afterwards, would people have been saying, Oh, he should have called a timeout if maybe they didn't go for it, who knows, but, or didn't whatever, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, I don't know why he would want to call a timeout to change the momentum of obviously them running the clock out. Right. Exactly. And to me, it's like you're on the defense in that moment to where the only thing that you have going for you right now is the chaos. Yeah. Don't call the timeout and let the Raiders regroup as an organization and be like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. We're going for the win. Yeah. Like and then, that's what you did. You up. gave them the moment to like decide. Yeah. Like wait till they set up for a field goal and then call a timeout. If you think they're going to do that and be like, well, now's the time to freeze their kicker or do something, but like, exactly. Well, and the thing too is even if they were, cause I do think in my heart of hearts that they were going to kick that field goal, 
But what you did is you fucked yourself in that at least if you wouldn't have called the timeout, the field goal would have been a lot less manageable. Yeah. And you might've been a better chance of them missing it. Yeah. Or again, maybe they don't, none of them had talked about like what the actual plan was and they just don't know. And then they're in a frenzy and then they fuck up. Like who knows, you know, it's like the, your best bet at that moment was just let the chaos happen and hope to God, the clock runs out or they miss a field goal. Yeah. Like, I mean, so many, why did you, I don't know. So anyway, I think to me, in my opinion, it does not matter what the Raiders plan was. He, sh- the, the charger should have never called that timeout. Yeah. And the original or, or originating issue is the fact that ties are still a thing. That's right. The- again. Yes. Again, that would negate this whole conversation. Yes. It would negate all of this controversy. And I mean, it just blows. I mean, I think we've gotten into it before. I don't want to get into it now, but it's just like the overtime needs to change everybody should get a possession no matter what, at least one. Honestly, they should probably do it like college does it, but back them up more like to at least the 50, if not their own 25 or something. I don't know what the answer is. I don't care what the answer is, but the answer is no ties. Yeah. Finish the fucking game. Yeah, I agree. So I think you said earlier, you would never go for the tie now. Well, now that situation. Yeah. That happened though in overtime. Do you think that the Raiders made the right move in what they did, or should they just have said, like, look, we both played this hard fought game? Clearly, we're both deserving. We're gonna like to you know, your we're, point, we're gonna we're gonna miss the field goal on purpose or something. To your point, I mean, I don't know that people are really taking into consideration how hard it is for competitors to literally say that. Like I I I know I'm not the most competitive person in the world, but I am very competitive. You are and it competitive. Is, it would be physically like, I don't even know that those words could come out of my mouth. Yeah. But to your point, to stick it to the NFL man, I might be okay with it. <laughs> yeah. I love, I, I think it's only right that they played the game again. I do think there's an argument to be made for like, it was a loophole. Fuck sure. the NFL for having ties. Sure. Let's just both get in. But like, at this point, they have played such a long-fought game, and they obviously are both deserving. And I, at that point, I'm like, it sucks that he called that timeout, but even still, like, for that to change the Raiders' mind, I'm like, how cool would it have been for them to just line up to go for the field goal and then kneel it or, like, purposefully kick it and just be like, good game. You know that we won the game. Like, mentally, we're all knowing yeah. that we won this game. <laughs> but we're going to let you in. Like, I just think that would have been a cool moment of camaraderie. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. And then you also have to remember that the Raiders had a little bit more on the line in that if they won, they got the Bengals. Whereas if they tied, it was the chiefs. So I guess there's a little incentive there too, for the Raiders that, you know, you have to take into consideration, but Angles are trending up though. Exactly. So. That's my thing is everyone's saying that, but I'm like, guys, I mean, obviously historically the chiefs have proven they're a great team and you don't want to fuck with them in the postseason. Mm-hmm. The Bengals are no joke either right now. And they know how to score. I mean, they That's don't have crazy. a defense and their offensive line kind of sucks, but like, they're still able to make points happen. Like yeah, Jamar like- Chase and Joe Burrow are no fucking thing. I want to tango with right now. No, hell no. But also. 
there's like a lot of teams in the playoffs right now that I don't want to fucking well, yeah, tangle yeah. with, if you will. Like we'll get into that. Yeah. There but, has never been this many in my in my history of watching NFL of both AFC NFC teams being as good as they are right now at this point in time in the season. It's stacked for sure. Wow. But it's at this point, I feel like when you made that decision, you're basically choosing between the Raiders or you're choosing between the Chargers and the Steelers. Yeah. In a way, because it's like ultimately, you know, it's like, would you oh. rather have the Chargers in the field or the Steelers in the field that you would like? have to get through, you know, uh, but you're also choosing between the Bengals and the chiefs, which I think obviously everyone would choose the Bengals most likely in that scenario. So I can't blame them for that either, but if there was ever an, a thought that they were like, yeah, we'll just run out the clock. And then that timeout truly changed it. I think that's kind of shitty in a way. Like, I don't yeah, know. Like why? Right. I mean, why does that change your idea? Um, but Steelers fans can breathe. I can't imagine being a Steelers fan and watching that game. Like that game was crazy enough to watch as an innocent fucking bystander watching as a Steelers fan, a player, a coach, whatever. Oh my God. I cannot even imagine. Everything's out of your control. Everything's out of your control. I would be so drunk that day. If I was a Steelers fan, I would not be sleeping. That's for sure. (laughs) Well, and another argument too, that a lot of people are talking about is like, well, it's stupid for the Raiders to even go for the field goal because it's like there's always the chance of the block and the run back too, you know? So it was like a lot of people were arguing like the Raiders should never have even attempted the field goal because that's a risk that you could have lost the game and that they should have tied just because of that fact. Now, obviously that's a a very low percentage chance, but it's still a chance. Still, Still a chance anything this season. Anything um, I'm trying to wind this down, but it was so much. And then there's a lot of people who were screaming through the game. And then at the end of the game, talking about how it's rigged. I'm sorry. I watched the game. Cause I thought the same thing. I, I will admit, like I had a preemptive thought going into that game just cause I was so curious on how they were going to do this. Like, are they going to kneel? What's going to happen? I thought, how funny would it be if like, after they play a full game, it comes down to like a tie anyway. Yeah. And it did. So like I preemptively thought about it and being like, wow, if that happens, this shit's rigged, you know, but yeah. then I watched the actual fucking game. There's no I way. Like, I just don't think that those things, the way that they go down, like you could ever say that that was somehow rigged. No. Like, I, I think it's a very interesting coincidence. I don't think it was rigged. Yeah. I don't think so either. But people are definitely saying that. I think um, people are always going to do shit like that. Yeah, whenever. people say that shit all the time. About stuff. And there are certainly things that like happen in other sports that you could argue seem like they have certain reasons why you might believe that. But like f- football is just so different. So different. Like you my mind is still make some of those things happen that way. No, like my mind immediately goes to One Tree Hill when Nathan was shaving points for those <laughs> loan sharks. And I'm yeah. like, mm, a little easier to do in basketball than for NFL football. Yeah. Yeah. It's just too many moving parts or something. I don't know. Yeah. I do. I just personally hand up, don't believe it's rigged. So got to put right. that out there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that's really it. The only other thing I want to add is just like, 
kudos to the Raiders for what they've done and overcome this season with the whole like Gruden drama. You know, they've been kind of inconsistent, but they've really like have (laughs) always been a really great team. They've just had some unfortunate losses. And I would, I would be scared of this momentum if I were playing the Raiders, like going into this game, like, or going into the playoffs, I think they have a lot of things that they're trying to prove and to fight for. And I don't know. I mean, they're looking great. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I'm still pissed at them for our, uh, our matchup game on Thanksgiving. So yeah, that was a big one, but yeah, still um, in my heart, but I agree. Anything else on that? Mm-mm. Not on that. Okay. Uh, moving on. I obviously the Cowboys Phillies game. I don't really know that we have a whole lot to talk about here. I was nervous going into that game, even though it was like really non-impacting. No, Um, well, it it always is nerve wracking though, because, and I don't give a shit. Yeah. So maybe they didn't have half their damn team playing. Got it. But they still are the Eagles and they're still our division rival and still hate each other. They still come to play when they play us. Like it is what it is. I'm glad that we got to end on a good win. Mm-hmm. And Dak set a franchise record or whatever, and we can go into the playoffs with that under our belt. Yes, yes. Dak now set a record for most touchdown passes thrown. <clears throat> yes. Is that, is a, that what it was? Yeah. yeah. He's in, in franchise, so as a cowboy. Right. So, yeah, there was a conflict. I think a lot of people were upset that we didn't, like, pull our starters after the first half at least. But I, I wasn't so upset about it in the sense that like we were only winning by 10 points at that at that point, And we had just scored a touchdown right before half. I get it. Maybe it doesn't matter. So maybe I should have a different perspective. But I just really didn't want to lose to Philly going into the playoffs. Um, I like like kind of like you were alluding to. I mean, I like us getting this win heading into the playoffs. And I think, you know, we got we extended the lead and then pulled them at the right time. So like. I was fine with it. It might not have been the smartest move ever, but like I get it and I never want to lose to Philly. So like I'm all for us just yeah. ensuring that we won that game. Turns out it was fine. So I think we can say that we're good with it. Um, I think if things would have gone differently, I may have been pissed about it, but I was fine with it while it was happening. Um, yeah. But also, so Tony Pollard will for sure be back. Remind me why Micah Parsons wasn't there. Um, he was COVID. Okay, good. We'll get that out of your fucking system. Exactly. I mean, everybody better motherfucking living in a bubble right now or else I'm going to be real fucking mad. I'm like getting real nervous and annoyed right now that like Green Bay is just like activating people right and left, just getting healthy. Aaron Mm. Rodgers is probably living in a fucking tent Mm. somewhere inside of a secure building. Yeah, I just look. Anyway, no, I agree with you. We'll see. I think we've had a lot of COVID. So like, hopefully we don't have any, but another good thing is that they've changed the rulings on that stuff now too. So while we're still on Dallas, there's an interesting possibility that they're look, they're setting up right now, which is, I guess, a, a plan B, if you will, on the Super Bowl. In that, you know, obviously California is a much more restrictive state with COVID versus Texas. And there's a lot of reports coming out that this is pretty standard. This is like they always have a backup, which I'm sure that that sounds like something that they should have and would have and do have. But I'm also just like, if that's the case, why are they just now calling? 
Like, That's what I think. I don't really know if, if they had a backup. I don't know that it was Texas. Like yeah. it might've been another restrictive state or like another stadium in yeah. California. And they're like, well, we didn't really think that through. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you're putting on something like the Super Bowl, yeah, you're not just starting to worry about your contingency plan. Like, a matter of six weeks before it. So yeah, if you don't have a backup plan, like who's planning this shit? Cause exactly. even I, even I would have a backup plan for like a birthday party. <laughs> exactly. So that's what I mean. I'm like, I get it. I'm sure there typically are contingency plans, but like that, this wasn't it because there's no way you're caught. Like, I also just love the idea of somebody hopping on the horn, like Jerry in his salt ridden office, him answering the call for yeah. fucking Roger Goodell being like, hey, um, do y'all have any openings at AT&T Stadium on February 13th? I just want to be on that call to see like how that goes down. Me too. Like what the fuck? Like I love how they're calling as if it's like their 13 year old's quinceanera. Like, yeah. oh yeah, we're calling to see if you have any vacancy for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like I just, I find that wildly hilarious. Um, So yeah, apparently Dallas is going to be the contingency plan only activated, I guess, if there's preventative measures taken in California that would be restrictive to the teams, to the media, to, you know, the amount of people that can come to the stadium, blah, blah, blah. Maybe with California, you know, needing the money and I'm sure people with money having a lot of say so, Mm -hmm. maybe they'll avoid that at all costs. I don't know, but all I can tell you is that I have already paid for and am planning to be in Nashville on that weekend. Yeah. Therefore that increases the likelihood of not only the Super Bowl being in Dallas, but the Dallas Cowboys being in it. So take that for what you will. And on God, if the Cowboys are in the Super Bowl, I will be there. If it's in Dallas, look the fuck out. I will be there with all the bells on. Um, so is that, what are the odds that we are, will be the contingency plan? Cause I heard that like multiple places were in as far as I read, we are the contingency plan. Okay. Like I could be wrong about that. Cause I don't know that it's like a, like a whole thing, but you're right. There were multiple places considered, but from what I was reading, I think they said it would be Dallas. <sighs> okay. No. Don't come here for the facts. I don't want to fucking hear it if it's right, if I'm wrong. So I don't really know. Yeah, that'd be wild. It's something I can't think about right now because this weekend. Yeah. And well, and to be clear, like if it's just the Super Bowl and the Cowboys are not in it, I will be in Nashville. I don't have a desire. Like, obviously, I would love to go to the Super Bowl, period. If anyone yeah. has free tickets that they want to give me, I am open arms. But yeah, I'm, your girl. I'm not paying to go to that or dealing with that if it's not the Cowboys. No, that's no, I agree. Not, it's not in the cards for me, especially after I just like had five grand stolen from me from a hacker. Yeah. So like, I'm out. Well, I was telling my sister and brother-in-law, I'm like, mm, pack your kids up and come to Houston and put your house on Airbnb. Well, I Make swear to God, I almost put an Airbnb just in case the other day. Well, I'm telling you. Like, as soon as I heard the news, I was like, I should just book one that can be canceled just in case. Yes. Totally. But the good news is I could also Uber. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Like, well, I did still have one more game on our list. Sorry. I know this is getting like super confusing before I was going to get into like playoff, but I just felt like the 49ers Rams was a 
was a game that I kind of wanted to mention real quick because it was super interesting in that it was another really good game that happened. Like the Rams were up 17, nothing. And thanks to, you know, your boy, Jimmy Garops and Debo Samuel and George Kittle, the Niners ended up making like a 27, seven comeback run ultimately to win it in another goddamn overtime game. Yeah. um, Which clinched them a playoff berth. And it, this all kind of is encompassing because the Rams kind of fucked their shit up by losing because that put them then fourth and now they have to play the Cardinals. Yeah. And it was either. So for us, we now have to play the 49ers, but who would we, would we have had to play the Cardinals? I think we would have, but I don't know if we would have played them at home or had to play them in Arizona. It would have been at home because we're the number one seed. Well, I'm well, they're the number one seed. No, we would, we, no, we never would have had to play the Cardinals then because they're, they're not. I thought at one point we would, they're NFC. Well, no, but what I'm saying is they're the number one seed. So there's no way a number one seed would play a number one seed. Are the are the Rams and the Cardinals in the same division? Pretty sure. Then they're not the number one seed. Yeah, I don't think they are. Okay, they're not. They, that's that's what it is. Well, we all know I the do. Rams and the Cardinals are in the same division. NFC West is Rams, Cardinals, 49ers. Okay. okay. Sorry. The Rams ended up clinching the division, but because they lost they then became the the four spot instead of the three spot, which we are now the three spot. So yes, I think you're right, but it's all convoluted because if the Rams would have won, they would have then, Oh my God, I can't be, I can't be Steve Winacki right now or whatever. No. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think you're right. I think we would have played the Cardinals. We would have played them, but I don't know if it would have been home or there. And I would have preferred it be there because Kyler Murray can't not beat us at our home fucking stadium. It would have, it would have been home because we would have been hard for them to beat us twice there. Cause I don't know that they've ever done that, but he always wins there. So yeah nervous yeah. but 49ers are trending up so I don't yeah, know yeah exactly that. no you're taking the words right out of my mouth like not that I was psyched to play the Cardinals and I think I certainly would rather play the 49ers but coming off of this huge win they've got momentum and it's like fuck not to mention our our very much riddled history of 40 I mean we're like partying like it's 1994 right now like we're I mean although the the Cowboys generally dominated back then but um I think we have like we have a history of like eight postseason games with the 49ers which is like the second in history of matchups in the postseason with between two teams so it's just interesting that we are playing them there's kind of just a lot of history there oh but I was gonna say too the whole um, Sean McVay crazy stat alert. He had been undefeated leading at halftime. He's 43 and oh, not no and this game. He they broke that fucking record. Yeah, which equally is crazy stat. And I don't know. I didn't write it down, but Kyle Shanahan's stat is like the opposite of that. Oh, where really? he's like his fourth quarter stats are like the worst ever. Like he's Oh, and 47 or something. Oh, I didn't of see like, that. like his opponent outscoring him in the fourth quarter. I don't know, but his fourth quarter stats were like 
something outrageously terrible. Uh, um, another fun fact about Sean McVay that I did not know until yesterday or the day before is that the gremlin. Well, there's a lot of things. Also, men are gay for Sean McVay. We also have talked about that before on our podcast. Yes. Um, but besides all that, he they literally have a person on staff that they pay to watch him constantly to keep him from a getting off the field and be running into the refs. Yeah. I love it. There's a video of it on TikTok That is hilarious. And I did not know this was a thing. So apparently he's like a fucking like in-game flight risk and is just running all over the place, which is funny considering this game that we're talking about against the 49ers, there was a touchdown and they scored and Sean McVay went and celebrated in the end zone with them. <laughs> and then the ref was like, no, sir, you need to like get off the field. And then after that is kind of when the fucking Niners went on their 27, seven runs. So God, I guess there's a little karma there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't um, No, I had heard that like last year or something for, I can't believe we haven't talked about that. Yeah, apparently it's been a thing, and maybe I did know and I forgot, but I just yeah, don't. No, it's hilarious. I, it I don't know that I would have forgotten that. It's funny. It's, yeah, it's so freaking funny. But yeah, anyway, so playoff outlook, playoffs are solidified. Oof. Good time to move into that discussion, although we kind of already started. But yes, like you said, Cowboys now third um, seed. So we play the, the Niners. Um, we'll all just run through it because I think I have it pulled up now. We've got AFC. Titans, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Raiders, Patriots, Steelers. Did I say NFC? That was AFC. Oh, no, you said AFC. Okay, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> NFC, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys, Rams, Cardinals, 49ers, Eagles. That is the field. I will say the Titans, no one's fucking talking about them. And I don't know why, because Derrick Henry is back. Yeah. So someone else is back for the Titans. Yeah. Something else. Anyway, (laughs) I just am wildly like, I feel like I'm pretty pretty in tune with like media and like podcasts and all that. And I just feel like no one is talking about the Titans. Yeah. And I don't know why they're fucking number one in the AFC. No one's fucking talking about them. Yeah. Play and Derek Henry, by the way, like it still is like one of the leaders in touchdowns for this season, and he hasn't even he hasn't played, played since like nine. game three. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, already jumping into wild card weekend, you know, starts this Saturday. Um, we've got two games on Saturday: Bengals, Raiders, Patriots, Bills, which is I'm <sighs> very much looking forward to that game because that is their third matchup of the season. Obviously, those are division rivals, too. Um, It just happened to fall that way. And they're tied now one and one. So, like, although the Bills ended up clinching the division, this is really for all the marbles. So this is going to be the ultimate ultimate tiebreaker. Yeah, ultimate tiebreaker. Exactly. I mean, I am very much looking forward to that game. I mean, I'm looking forward to all of them. Don't get me wrong. But like, ooh, that one's going to be a doozy. I feel like. Yeah. Um, Sunday, we start out noon Eagles Bucks. Um, 325, I think is Niners Cowboys. That's our throwback, throwback game, I guess. I don't know. Um, and then Steelers Chiefs that night. And then for the first time ever, there is a Monday night 
football playoff game. If anyone remembers, they took away the second Monday night football game of the first week and it's Cardinals Rams on Monday night, which I haven't looked at any of the broadcasting. I know like that usually changes up because of contracts in the postseason. I think like they announced like Nickelodeon has one Amazon, maybe we're on Nickelodeon. We're on Nickelodeon prime ESPN. Oh, we got the Nickelodeon game. Oh shoot. I don't know which one I'm going to have to watch. I know. I'm like record one. Yeah, I'll probably record the Nickelodeon game just because that'll be funny. Yeah. And I, we got to see who gets the in, the MVP. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Barstool rigged it last year. So Mitch Trubisky got it over <laughs> Drew Brees. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So yeah, I'll have to tune in at some point to the Nickelodeon. I know, depending on how that game actually goes, I might go back and watch that. But no, you know, trust me, I watched it last year when the Bears were in it. It is. I, there's no way I could watch my team play. No, a fuck game. No. No. I will record it and watch it at another time, but no, not. that's what I'm saying. But I won't even watch it if the game doesn't go. Oh, after. oh, I see. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not going to want to be giggling about something. Yeah. If it doesn't go my way. I'll just so. be interested to see how they format the MVP this year that yeah. because of last year yeah. and how that went down, they'll probably rig it to where like, it has to be the quarterback winner of the game. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, yes. Uh, AT&T stadium is doing wide out. So I will be also in wide out attire on Sunday. Okay. Perfect. Good to know. Good to know. If you'd like to join me. Oh, I was going to mention, I went back and oh looked at our predictions from earlier in the season. We, made a TikTok and posted a video of all of our division prediction, winner predictions. And I got to say, we didn't do very poorly. I went seven and one. Nice. You went five and three. But the main one we all got wrong was um, the bank, whatever, whatever division the Bengals are in. AFC North, I think. Which we talked about on like how that one's too hard to pick anyway. Yeah. And then you picked the Saints and the. Yeah, I can't fucking remember. So I'm going to stop trying. You might have picked the 49ers. I don't remember. draw. Maybe I did draw the 49ers. Yeah, it's but doesn't matter anyway. So I don't know. It's funny because we had talked about making a parlay out of that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I did because I would hope that I would know that I still have that open. But God, I hope I fucking did. Because I remember us even saying on the episode, I was like, we're not even going to put the AFC North in our parlay. Because that one's too hard to pick. I'm like, imagine if I would have created a parlay on those seven. Like, we could fucking retire from this podcast. Yeah. Idiot. Or idiot. Right here. I didn't pick the winners you did. So <laughs> yeah, but five and three is no, nothing to like, you know, sneeze at like, that's pretty good. Yeah. For literally knowing nothing about how these teams were going to play in well, injuries and COVID-19 yet. Like, and yeah. not to mention we were fucking incoherent at also, the time. Also that. <laughs> so, so I think that kind of wraps up all the games. Like I can't wait. I'm so excited for the playoffs. Sort of sad. Cause it just, is growing closer and closer to the end, but I'm fired up. Go Cowboys. Fuck the Niners. Let's do this thing. Yeah. But do you want to talk about the coach firings? I think um, I have a lot to say. I think we could get it in. Cause I don't have a whole lot to say about it. 
Yeah. I just like to draw attention to like, it's that time of the year where everybody's literally getting fired and someone's going to try and poach one of our coaches and I'm not thrilled about it. Yeah. I get it. Well, I know that what's his name. Um, Kellen was interviewing with the Broncos or something. Yeah, but so is So is DQ. I don't like either. I don't like, I don't either. He declined the Jacksonville one because duh, dumpster fire, but Broncos, mm, I mean, they need but I'm sure there's a very logical reason why this is happening now, but I just feel like coaches should not even be allowed to be asked to be interviewed Agreed. until they're out. I agree. The season is over. I've never, if the season that. is over or, or maybe we should just say none of this should happen until the season's over. I agree. Like no interview should be allowed yet. I've never understood why they don't, why they don't wait. Like I don't get fine fire who you need to fire and then put your list together. But yeah, until this is over, yeah. you shouldn't be allowed to distract people. Yeah. I don't um, like that at all. Um, yeah. but so far they're calling yeah, it. Like, I, I don't know if it's always called black Monday or if they're just coining this now. Well, it's not even just black Monday. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's Tuesday happened today too. Um, we've got, uh, Matt Nagy gone. Not surprised. That was long. long ago. Yeah, along with their GM. Oh, pace has gone too. You go. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. They're both gone. That doesn't mean anything. I mean, I'm glad I was surprised. I actually was worried about him not leaving. Yeah. Um, that's not big move. That's, the, that's the biggest move Chicago's made in a long time is getting rid of both of those motherfuckers. Yeah. Which they'll probably still fuck it up. Don't worry. But for sure. Um, but congrats to the Bears fans out there. Hopefully yeah. they'll get some sort of like hope and relief. Who else? Um, Brian Flores, which. That's a shocker question mark. And like there's the shit going on. are the Dolphins doing? Well, obviously everything that the media is saying is like, there's some power struggle there. And I don't think that whatever Brian Flores had going on was something different than their GM. And basically they decided to go with the GM over Brian Flores, but I'm over here saying you fucking idiots. And he's about to land a head coaching job and make fools out of you all. uh, Absolutely. Well, first off, I just have to say like, he has taken that team to -to back-to-back winning seasons, which they have not done since 2003 from one and seven to nine and eight swept the Patriots, which they have not done ever probably. that was the first time they've swept the Patriots in 21 years it's insane and they fired his ass like yeah what the fuck if I were a Dolphins He's, fan okay. I would be pitchfork and fire at that fucking headquarters right I now. mean they are pretty pissed from like the videos I'm seeing they're kind of hilarious absolutely also not to mention that he created like a positive culture within yes. the Miami Dolphins which is like nothing to shake your head at because Wow, that's not easy to do. Yeah, it's not easy to do. And yeah. he fucking did it. I know. And I gotta say too, with the news coming out today of Joe Judge being fired in New York, I thought that was backwards. I'm not surprised by it. I was honestly shocked that I didn't hear it come out on Monday. I don't know what well, took till Tuesday. Well, that's what I'm saying is I think is backwards. Like their GM quote oh, said retiring so, after, yeah. and then everybody's speculating like. Well, Joe Judge hasn't been fired yet, so that's weird. He's already met with the team. Typically, they would have told him already. So, like, there's all these things going out the window, and then all of a sudden, Tuesday morning, he's fired. And it's like, yeah. I can't say I don't I don't know why, but maybe they're cleaning house like them and also the Minnesota Vikings fire Zimmer and their GM. Right. So Which that one didn't necessarily 
I'm not surprised me, but I just was like, okay. I feel Um, like this is the first time in a long time there's been as many like coaches along with GMs happening at the same time. I agree that that's a duo situation. That's you're right. That's a theme. Um, But going back to Joe judges firing a lot of people calling for Flores to the giants, which I think look out that makes a lot of fucking sense. Brian Flores is a New Yorker and as a fucking fan of a team in the NFC East, I don't like that at all. Like I that is that, that is, is bad news for, for the Dallas Cowboys and great news for the fucking Giants. I just got full body chills and I am sitting on a heating pad. Yes. Yeah, so I'm just predicting like, look out for that shit because that actually makes a hell of a lot of sense to fucking like that almost makes me okay. think. What? Go cheers. Train beer. That almost makes me think that that is why Joe Judge got fired today is because Brian Flores got fired yesterday and he's available. Like I'm over here saying it's been real Mike McCarthy. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) You go on down to Florida, get your retirement home and bring Brian Flores over to Texas. Okay. Okay. I don't know about that, but I respect where your head's at. I mean, he's obviously, like you said, the dolphins are fucking idiots and they're going to watch him go on and like do great things. And I just don't understand. Like Miami just has no interest in winning, I guess at all. Yeah. They just want to shoot themselves. So stupid. stupid. Which also the other one, Vic Fangio for Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of firings and I don't, who knows if it's done yet or not, but there's going to be, there's a lot of vacancies. There's a lot of potentials. And bleh, I don't even want to think about what that's going to do to. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm not even going to let that enter into my brain right now. Me neither. Um, until we're, we have won the Super Bowl. So <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, I can't wait. I'm excited to watch this weekend and I'm nervous. I, I haven't looked at gambling lines at all or anything. I did really bad last postseason and i just i don't know i'm gonna have to look at them analyze them see what i'm thinking but i'll post any plays on our twitter at women can't parlay check it out give us a follow i don't know anything else i think that's it i think so too did you see that uh dimers post about that dude that had like that eight leg parlay and cashed out like 1.2 million dollars on it no well, I'll have to go check it out because there's a lot of drama right now. What what was it? Was it an NFL parlay or what was it? Um, oh, let me tell you. I meant to send it to you. Because um, I actually should shout out a new follower that we have. He um, last week had a huge parlay that was going to win. Like his name is at Jim James, I think. Okay. This guy was something else. This is at Jim, Jame one, two, three, four. He had a parlay for first basket. Oh oh, yeah. 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 He missed it by one leg because Porzingis missed the bucket and it was like a bunny. Yeah. And one of our really good friends, Micah actually texted it to me and I then like quote tweeted it and like tweeted it on our Twitter. And then he kind of reached out to me. And so we've been talking and, but he said, everyone's been really nice and he's like really grateful, but he ended up losing like $75,000 on this, like bunny not hitting. And for somebody to be able to pick first basket, one of those, much less like six of them is insanity to me. So like kudos to that guy. 
but there's I'll I'll get I'll let you tell yours in a second. But there is some drama right now with NBA because Draymond Green. Yes. So he um I, I'm I'm gonna butcher this. So like again, don't come here for the facts, but basically like five minutes before game started, it was announced that like he was going to go in play for a second and then, and then go out, but there's a bunch of props for him. So everyone went and put money on all of his props unders and they were able to place the bets. And now like a lot of the betting houses are like trying to avoid those plays. And I think that is complete bullshit. Like it is bullshit. I'm never going to not root for like the better or the gambler in that situation because these fucking people we make, get fucked all the time. Yeah, you always we, win. Yes, these, these fucking powerhouses make Ugh. millions off of these people. Like when you fuck up, that's on you. That's your Pay it up. out. Yeah. Pay it out. So I don't know. I haven't looked enough into it. I really didn't want to bring it up today because yeah. I don't know enough about what's being paid and what's been decided. And it's all kind of still happening but i know in my twitter feed i've seen people who were who placed bets that were voided and unpaid and it's bullshit yeah Yeah, totally agree so i hope that changes but anyway what was the parlay you had seen yeah so this dude um (laughs) so wild which i'm not gonna even pronounce this thing but he placed it with points bet um so it's like marco (laughs) pimonti Uh, but anyway so it was a five-leg parlay he wagered thirty thousand dollars and it was so it was los angeles rams plus 9.5 um at minus 375 money line cincinnati Bengals at plus 330 money line chargers at minus 351 money line arizona cardinals at plus 240 and money line georgia at minus 145 and he hit all five of those and his payout was $1,206,956.58. Jesus Christ. Well done, sir. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> we got to yeah. just start doing that. Obviously not $30,000, but we need to just start like putting together a random parlay every week, especially now that we're getting into like outside of NFL and into NBA yes. and hockey. Like not that that should matter, but I just feel like well, it's just easier. Well, not easier. are so much more attainable in NBA because it's like, I don't know. I know that maybe doesn't make sense to people, but like, to me, it does just, yeah. just, just listen to me. I don't know. <laughs> no, um, I, I just feel like props are so much more attainable in the NBA betting sphere because you know, but points and buckets, the way they can just quickly happen like that. Yeah. I don't know. Agreed. Well, know. why don't we say let's do one parlay this weekend? Okay, yeah, let's try to let's try to think of like you put together three of your favorite props and I'll put together props and we'll like try to put like even if we, you know, even if it's like a payout of like a couple thousand or something, who cares? Yeah, I agree. Or okay. we should just try to find really crazy ones and find like a hundred thousand dollar payout or something. Okay. To be fair, to be um responsible on this podcast. That's not the point. You should not go for parlay just because they pay out a lot of money. Yeah. Go for things that you think are actually going to pay out period. And then the likelihood of parlaying them together is high. Yes. So, but we should start doing that. That would be fun. Yeah. And imagine if we start hitting them, we'll get followers galore. 
Yes, because we, in fact, can parlay. <laughs> hey, or one of our can. first parlays we ever did was a hockey parlay for like plus <laughs> 1500 or 1600 and it won. So you're welcome. Yes, exactly. But what I'm saying is it's a win-win because if we do win, then we can parlay. And if we can't, well, then it's already we warned you all. We can't do it. <laughs> oh God. I love it. Okay. Well, um, I feel like this is probably going to be a, a longer episode, but I feel like there's just a lot of substance this week. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us. We really appreciate it. Reach out, let us know, send us your parlays. Like we'll start sharing them and talking about them on the pod. Like I love this. So yes, me too. Um, also just send them to us so we can tell them like yeah. if you have built a parlay, like turn us on to it because like I will, I will definitely like look over it and be like, Hey, that's fucking badass. Um, or I'll give you my honest opinion anyway. So I'm all for it. So yeah. Um, okay. Well, happy wild card weekend, everyone. Go Cowboys. And goodbye. Bye. Women can't, women can't, women can't, women can't parlay.